Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot, and the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. And hello, welcome in. Thursday edition of the program. Glad to be back with you today. I was out yesterday and of course, boy, a lot of excitement right now about IU basketball. When I do miss a show, hopefully it's a pretty rare thing for the most part. Uh, you know, sometimes you get more questions. Where are you at? Where's the show today? Where's the podcast today than others? Yesterday, just a ton of questions and uh, that tells you that uh, tells me that people are intrigued and excited and following uh, every move of this. Uh, and producer Justin Kalen says, you were out Tuesday, not yesterday. So that tells you what my life's been like here. But uh, anyhow, when I was at, thank you, Justin, when I was out Tuesday uh, and you get questions and text about where you're at, just tells you that there's really an, an extra emphasis right now by people on IU basketball. Uh, no question about it. Uh, but glad to be back with you today and the rest of the week. And we're heading into a big high school game on Friday, at least a big rivalry. Not sure how close and competitive New Albany and Providence will be on Friday night, but it's always fun to be at that game. And we'll see if the Bulldogs can keep it close. Providence playing great basketball as we head to the end of the season over the next few weeks, that's for sure. Uh, but definitely some uh, fun environment, I think, for that New Albany-Providence game coming up on Friday night. Also, uh, right out of the gate today, I want to talk a little bit about the IU women, and we'll do that more here in the first segment. But they have a big-time matchup tonight as they host Iowa, and uh, that is going to be a really, really big uh, game for Indiana. It's a home game at Assembly Hall and uh, will be fun. Iowa, I think, number five in one poll, number six in another. Indiana is number two across the polls. Uh, and, of course, we know the IU women are having a fantastic season. So with all the excitement recently from the men uh, and games, it seems like back-to-back-to-back to back to back with Purdue and Rutgers, two huge games uh, situated right next to each other in the schedule here on Thursday night, a really good opportunity to follow the IU women. If you have not watched them play this season uh, at home or even on TV, I encourage you to uh, watch them tonight. I can't guarantee you that they'll win. What I can guarantee is they play really, really hard. They play good basketball, what I think is a really good style of basketball, and they are just very emphatic and into the game. It just, I don't know, you got to watch them to see, but a lot of leadership there, uh, some great coaching there. 
You can tell a great bond with this team. And as we all get excited about the men and maybe what their ceiling could be in March, uh, let's not forget about the women. They are having a historic season in Bloomington, and it's going to be really fun to see what they can accomplish. Their ceiling is definitely higher than the men. I don't think anybody would be surprised as the number two team in the country right now to see them get a one seed. I don't think anybody would be surprised to see them uh, go to the Final Four. I think it's possible that some people – pick them as their choice to win the NCAA Women's Tournament. They've had that kind of season. They've got that kind of talent. They're coming together at the right time. But uh, this is a huge Big Ten game for the women tonight as they take on one of the really big opponents, really top opponents in the conference this year in the Hawkeyes of Iowa. So that's going to be a fun one. That's going to be a big one tonight. Absolutely no question about that. Let's look at the show lineup for today, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one coming up here in moments. A look at our headlines tonight. More on the IU women's game, a couple IU men's basketball notes, and some high school basketball discussion as well. Later in the show, Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall is always with us on Thursdays, presented by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. With Alex, we'll just kind of breathe for a second and recap what Indiana has done and accomplished over the last few weeks. And then it'll be time to look ahead to Indiana's next game, which I think could be a tricky game. And we'll tell you why and more about that and even preview that a little bit later in the show today with Alex when he joins us. Also, uh, some high school stuff get you set for the weekend. The girls, the regionals across the area, Charlestown, a host of a regional locally. New Albany has a semi-state on the girls' side next week. And again, the semi-state, kind of a flip-flop. It's your old regional format where you've got a morning game and a night game. It's going to be really weird this Saturday. And it'll be the same weirdness, I think, for the boys this first go-around to just see one-game regionals played across the state. Uh, There will be two games. They're just not from, obviously, the same regional, kind of how semi-states used to be set up. But uh, that will be different this Saturday, and uh, we'll see how that goes. I think think I'll like it. I think I like the idea of more schools uh, alive another week longer and later into the tournament. But uh, it'll definitely be be different and be interesting. So uh, that's that's the show lineup, though, today, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out uh, their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Also, the Thornton's text line is open, that number 502 414 1450 again 502-414-1450 right now you can get a free sausage egg and cheese biscuit a bacon egg and cheese croissant or a steak and egg burrito and any fountain drink tea or fizz freeze or 20 ounce bottled soda when you become a new refreshing rewards member simply download the app and register today for refreshing rewards to earn your free breakfast on thornton's and again that number 502-414-1450 Love to hear from you. Got a comment on the IU women? Something about the IU men uh, that you'd like me to bring up or ask Alex? Uh, Just send me a question. Love to get those from you guys and appreciate the input of those of you that do text us on a somewhat regular basis. Okay, let's get into some headlines for today. Bracketology, seeding, NCAA tournament. I think it's come up pretty regular now over the last few weeks. Uh, but it's going to become even more regular of a topic for all of us as we head in 
to the middle part of February and the back half of this month coming up. And, of course, with Indiana and the, the men and the women, uh, with their successes, we're not just talking about these teams getting in the tournament. We're talking about what their ceiling could be and what their seed could be, at least their seed range could be, and how far could they make it, and what type of finish could it be this March for uh, the IU basketball program from, from men to women. So looking at the men – just kind of going across some of the people out there that I read and follow and respect. Bart Torvik, who does the Torvik computer ratings, he has Indiana uh, up, updated yesterday, by the way. He's got up, up Indiana up to a number four seed. Uh, I think that Torvik's NCAA tournament projections are pretty good, and he's got him up to a four seed after the wins over Purdue and Rutgers. He, in fact, I think it, he even breaks it down by uh, who's the best, second best, third best, fourth best, fourth seed. Indiana's the second best four seed. He's got, excuse me, Marquette just ahead of them. Uh, Joe Lenardi, he's the original bracketologist. I think if you look at the uh, success rates, percentages of these guys, Lenardi is not near as the go-to guy as maybe what he was some years ago. But, of course, Lenardi with ESPN, so he's got a big audience there. He also has Indiana as a number four seed in the tournament, uh, going up from, uh, I think, maybe a five or six seed in his last update. He's got Purdue at number one seed as well. A number of Big Ten teams from uh, – from Lenardi, he's got a one seed Purdue, four seed Indiana, Rutgers at a five seed, Illinois a six seed. He's also got Iowa at a six seed, Maryland a seven seed, nine seed Michigan State, and Northwestern also in according at this point according to Lenardi as a nine seed as well. That would be a pretty good uh, turnout for the Big Ten Conference if they could land uh, that number of teams. Also, uh, Bracket Matrix has Indiana as a number five seed. That was last updated on February 7th earlier this week. And another guy I've been following, Eric Haslam. He's with Haslam Metrics. Uh, it's another computer-based deal. He's got Indiana as a six seed. Uh, so just kind of looking across the board at some of them are, that are out there that I follow, pay attention to. A lot of people have Indiana trending up right now. I think probably most people do. And uh, Indiana up to a number four seed and a lot of the traditional bracketologist uh, latest uh, projections that are out there. So kind of interesting to see and fun to think about because there's been so many times since we've had this show over the last eight or nine years where you get to this point of February and Indiana's either out of the tournament or has their back up against the wall trying to play their way into the tournament. Uh, the first four, uh, a very high seed, and maybe you have to win games in the uh, Big Ten tournament, but that is not the case this season, and that, I think, should be refreshing for IU fans as well. Also, number five, Iowa comes to town tonight. I mentioned how big this game is and how what a good game it should be and a really good opportunity to watch the IU women if you haven't seen them already this season. Also worth noting is this game could have some Big Ten uh, championship, regular season championship uh, uh, implications as well. Uh, Iowa swept all three games against Indiana last season, including the Big Ten Tournament Championship game, if you remember. I, I got a chance, to, I remember some of those very tough, tense games for Indiana, all very close. I think last year, all the games decided by three points or less. But Indiana has reeled off 10 consecutive wins after suffering their only loss of the season thus far, which came at Michigan State. 
the Hawkeyes are 19 and four. They're 11 and one in conference play, so uh, they have that one loss in Big Ten play, just as Indiana does. They too are on a hot streak. Iowa, the women, have won eight in a row, and the winner of this game, there's no question about it, will take a nice step forward toward a Big Ten regular season championship. So. This is a huge game tonight for Indiana, and the good thing is about this Indiana women's team, uh, when they've had big, big environments and must-win games to keep the momentum or to propel their ranking even higher, they've always come through. And so tonight at home, I think Indiana women have a great chance to be successful. But this is a game to watch, a game to pay attention to. And how good is it that here in February we are talking – almost on a daily basis, about the IU women. That's how good this team is. That's how mainstream this team has become. And college women, women's basketball as a whole has taken some really great steps forward. And I've said this before, but in our local area, the, the UofL women, Kentucky's women at times have been good. UofL's normally really good every year, a little down this year. Uh, and now the IU women have been coming on strong in recent seasons. So here in our area where college basketball already means so much to see the women uh, collectively get on the stage has been really neat as well. Uh, that's a look at our headlines for this Thursday edition of the program. Don't forget the Thornton's text line is open. That number, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. We'll head to a quick break. We'll come back with Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall, brought to you by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You f***ed it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back here on this Thursday program. Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall is with us to talk IU basketball. And boy, the excitement and some good play as of late by the Hoosiers has everybody ready for March. And the Big Ten Tournament and, of course, the NCAA Tournament. This segment brought to you by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture, where you can save 25% during their pre-grand opening sale at all three locations downtown New Albany and their newest location on Veterans Parkway in Jeffersonville as well. Alex, uh, great to have you on, but tonight I'm excited about a women's game featuring the Hoosiers. They host Iowa, a battle of top five teams, and if Indiana can find a way to get it done on their home floor tonight, I think they'll take a big, big step forward to maybe having a great chance to win the Big Ten Women's Championship in the regular season. Yeah, their schedule's tough obviously down the stretch here uh, coming up but you know to their credit they've answered every challenge uh, so far outside of that Michigan State road game and uh, you know Grace Berger wasn't available in that game so they weren't playing uh, with the full roster it's it's hard to really put into context what Terry Morin's been able to accomplish with this program Matt I can remember when she was hired, I remember the moment she was hired actually because I was up in Montreal back in 2014 for Indiana's trip 
uh, late in the summer. I, I remember Kurt Miller had just been uh, dismissed from the program, or you know, they parted ways, and Indiana it was kind of a weird time for uh, for them to hire a women's coach, and, and they they get Terry Moore, and I think it was a little bit of a surprise given her her background with Purdue, but uh, in, in those you know nine years now almost that she's been there uh, in Bloomington, she's just steadily built uh, a culture. Uh, you know, winning that WNIT championship was obviously a big deal, and then. Uh, the recruiting work that she's been able to do, bringing in players like Grace Berger and Kinsey Holmes and Yarden Garzon and getting Sydney Parrish out of the transfer portal uh, to come back home from Oregon. It's just been really uh, cool to watch what she's been able to do. I think she's uh, doesn't make a lot of sacrifices in, in what she uh, wants to, to have out there in terms of the product and demands her players play a certain way. They've really embraced it, and this season is obviously going well. They're up to number two in the AP poll. Uh, obviously, there's a super team this year in, in women's college hoops with South Carolina that's going to be really hard to beat. But, you know, beyond that team, it's wide open uh, to get to the Final Four. Indiana's really setting themselves up to have a chance at a deep tournament run. I should be able, obviously, to host the first two rounds and, and hopefully – um, make a deep tournament run, but tonight uh, I think it's going to be a fascinating matchup because you got one of the best women's players in the country, and Caitlin Clark of Iowa coming into Assembly Hall, and they should have a great crowd uh, on hand. And you know, it's like I said, man, it's, it's hard to really put into words what what Indiana women's basketball has become because it's it's been one of the more impressive coaching jobs uh, in the sport over the last decade. And, and Terry Moran has had her fingertips right on on it the whole way, and uh, she's just really been uh, successful building a program. And obviously, you know, with us being here in Southern Indiana and Louisville, following the Louisville women's program, what Jeff Walls has been able to do, obviously uh, they're a great program too. But I don't think Terry Warren has really gotten enough credit uh, maybe up until these last couple of years for what she's able to been able to build in Bloomington. So it, it's a great story and happy for all the success. And quite frankly, you know, if, if you're not on board watching this team, I know there's, um, you know, a lot going on day-to-day life, but um, if you can make some time tonight to, to, to turn on the TV and, and watch, I think it's going to be a great atmosphere, and I think it'll be a, a great, well-played game by both teams. Absolutely. Alex Bozich inside the hall. My guess, one more thing on the women, and I always forget this, that the first couple rounds are hosted on campus yeah. sites by teams in the tournament, uh-huh. and just based on what I've seen with some of these big games, I think about Indiana and Ohio State a few weeks ago, and I know it's going mm-hmm. to be crazy tonight there with Iowa coming to town. Uh, fans are coming out, and the audience and fan base is growing. I think if Indiana or when Indiana gets the chance to host a couple games in Assembly Hall, I think it's going to be a, an unbelievable advantage and maybe set some records, right, with women's crowd. Oh, for sure. Uh, they'll host. Uh, you know, at this point, you know the top four seeds host uh, in each region, so they're going to host the first two games. Obviously, they got to win a game to host the second one. But after that, uh, they made a change. Actually, I don't know if you know about this, Matt, in the women's tournament this year. There's only going to be two regional sites uh, in the women's tournament. There's going to be a site, uh, believe in uh, Greenville, South Carolina, and then Seattle, Washington, I believe. So they'll, if they they, they can advance to the tournament, they'll have be going to one of those sites, and, and obviously, you know, if they can get a hold on one of those number one seeds, I'm sure they'd like to stay uh, on the East Coast if they can, um, but um, it's, 
yeah, it's it's going to be, I think, a pretty fun stretch run here. They've got a lot of, you know, obviously they still got Purdue coming up at home. I think they go to Iowa as well. I believe Michigan uh, may still come to town. So there's going to be some tough games here to close out the regular season. Obviously, the Big Ten tournament this year for the women is up in Minneapolis. And then the tournament will get started. And as you said, they'll be hosting games. And I, I would expect they're going to have, you know, a pretty, pretty strong following uh, for this team. Uh, in Bloomington, it'd be nice to see, uh, you know, that type of atmosphere uh, for this team because they've definitely earned uh, the support. Alex Bozich inside the hall. This segment brought to you by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. You know, we talk IU every day on this show, and we haven't had a chance to catch up with you since before the Purdue game. So now that Indiana mm-hmm. has knocked off number one Purdue and then comes back with a solid win over Rutgers, a real nemesis to this IU men's program, what's your take? This this is an amazing stretch here by the uh, by the Hoosiers. Yeah, I think they're, what, seven of their last eight? I mean, they were started out 10-6 and six, one and 1-4 in Big Ten play, and the only loss that they've had since uh, January 11th uh, is at Maryland. And every other test, I mean, they've answered the bell. I mean, I think, I think a lot of it comes down to the fact that they've recommitted defensively, playing much more uh, just connected on that end of the floor. I don't want to say they weren't trying or... Um, the effort wasn't good enough. I just don't think maybe on a game-to-game basis they were as focused as they needed to be, playing together as one defensively. They've really recommitted to that. Uh, even in the game uh, that they lost at, at Maryland, only giving up 66 points, it was more their offense that night that uh, let them down. But, yeah, it's been pretty a pretty stunning turnaround, Matt. I think if you ask me back on uh, probably that, what, that Thursday after Penn State, I think we probably talked, and it, did, it seemed like the, the situation was, was pretty bleak, and they've really uh, answered uh, a lot of questions about their makeup as a team, and, and Trace Jackson Davis obviously is the, the focal point. We, we knew, you know, going back to, you know, watching him at high school, Matt, when they played New Albany and the regional, and we knew how great of a player he was in high school, and he was obviously a special player his first three years in Bloomington, but since that Penn State game, he's just been on a different level. I mean, you know, Zach E is the favorite right now for Big Ten Player of the Year, the favorite for National Player of the Year. Um, if, if I had to put somebody in second place right now, Chase Jackson Davis is the name uh, that comes up for me because he's just been so valuable on both ends of the court. He blocks shots, he plays hard, you know, he, he rarely comes out of the game. He's playing 38, 39 minutes a game, uh, he's efficient offensively. He's rebounding the ball at just a a really high level. I mean, he's double double figure rebounds pretty much every game. Uh, so you can kind of know what you're going to get out of him. It's just been a, one of the more dominant stretches of basketball from an individual that I can remember uh, since coming out of this beat back in 2007. Uh, this this is probably uh, right up there with anybody in terms of uh, playing at a, a you know player of the year type level. I and mean, we had that year with Oladipo and Zeller where they were both really good, but <laughs> excuse me, I would argue that, that Trace is playing better than even those guys were at that point. Alex Bozich inside the hall, my guest. Alex, um, defense has been one of the big things that I think, as you said, has improved greatly. Other things that have changed for this Indiana team, and how much do you think leadership has to do, and I'm talking leadership from Trace and some of the other returning players that have now been in Bloomington for a while, how much could that have to do with this turnaround as well? I think it has something to do with it. I, you know, 
there was obviously an adjustment period once Xavier Johnson went out, and there's going to be an adjustment period when he comes back and he gets back in the lineup. But I think a lot of it, too, is just Jalen Hood-Shafino growing up. You know, he's not been the most consistent player, but for the most part, he's been really good at home, and he's had a couple of performances that have been strong on the road. Trey Galloway, uh, Miller Cop, I think uh, in terms of filling the roles and kind of, uh, you know, figuring out kind of their, their, their um, just what they're supposed to do offensively with Galloway when he's open, he can make threes and he can get into the lane and, and hit floaters. He's been a really good defensive player on both ends. And then Cop, obviously, is not a focal point offensively, uh, but he's, when, when he gets open and has to make a play, he, he's been able to do it. And the other guy I would really kind of look at and say, he's kind of turned things around. He's still fouling a lot, but Malik Renew. Um, showed so much promise early in the season, and then it kind of felt like he fell off the map there for a while, but he's really got his confidence back. He obviously still needs to work on his defense and try to defend without fouling because I, I think they could use him um, more and play him more minutes. Um, you know, But those are just the kind of guys, when you have a superstar like Jackson Davis and you know uh, on a night-to-night basis what you're going to get out of him, it really comes down to the guys around him being consistent, and for the most part in this eight-game stretch where Indiana has gone seven and one, they've at least had you know two or three other guys show up and and play well. Um, the other guy you know that kind of need to get back on track and playing a little bit better is Grace Thompson. Um, you know he he still seems to me like he's working his way back. Obviously from the the injury, his shooting has been really poor um, outside of you know four or five feet, and you know maybe half step defensively, but just overall, I think the main thing that stands out to me is just when you know when you're able to surround Trace with three or four other players who kind of know their role and, and know how they can impact winning. Then Indiana becomes a, a really dangerous team, and they're really hard to guard when when you've got the option of, of throwing the ball to Trace, but also he can kick the ball out and find shooters that will make shots and make plays uh, to help them win. Alex Bozich inside the hall. Let's look at the IU schedule the rest of the way, or at least some of the upcoming games. Um, Indiana has knocked off some really high-level opponents here recently and has been run through the gamut. I don't think there there's any question about that. But next up, Alex, I think this is a tricky game. On Saturday, Indiana will play at Ann Arbor. They'll take on the Wolverines of Michigan, a 6 o'clock tip-off. Michigan has been an up-and-down team, but I still consider them to be a very dangerous team in the Big Ten with the talent they have. Yeah, they're definitely a team that can present a lot of problems. And they have the kind of player that can hurt Indiana, which is a, a wing player that with size that can shoot, and Jed Howard. Michigan, in terms of talent, their top half of the Big Ten, um, they've kind of underperformed to this point. But if you look at what they've been able to do recently, they're up to 14-10 and 10 now uh, overall. And this is an absolutely critical game for them. Um, they can't really afford to take too many more losses. Uh, the rest of the season and still have a chance to make the tournament. Right now they're really not even being mentioned on the bubble if you kind of check in with the various sites that, that do bubble watch and, and tourney projections. But they have a chance to get there um, if they can continue to win. And they this is the third straight game for them at home, so they're playing with some confidence after beating Ohio State and Nebraska. And the other thing about them is they've really had Indiana's number uh, overall in recent years. 
Obviously, the second half really changed things for Indiana season last season uh, up in up in Indianapolis in the Big Ten tournament. But uh, over the last ten games, Michigan's nine and one against Indiana, so they've really dominated uh, the series. And Hunter Dickinson, for the most part, has played really well against Indiana. So it's it's going to be a tough game. Uh, I would expect with the Saturday night crowd and the fact that Michigan's won three in a row that they should have uh, a really strong turnout uh, for tomorrow. It would be a quad one win for them if they can get it. So if Indiana's going to go up there and win the game, they're going to have to play really well to do it. Alex, uh, let, let's talk about Coach Woodson for a moment. Um, he seems to really be in a groove right now with this team. Obviously, when they're playing well, he gets <coughs> credit, and, and I, that's good for him. But uh, how have you seen Mike Woodson maybe, I don't want to say change, but maybe come into his own this season and during this stretch here for Indiana? I'm not sure I've seen him change that much. I just think that he's his background has really helped him kind of stay even keel when things aren't going particularly well, and it's helped Indiana be able to dig out of a hole when they need to because you know, coaching in the NBA for as long as he did, that's a long season. You're going to have stretches where your team's not playing well, and it's its really about can you stop the negative momentum and f- find a way to turn it back positive. And I think when Indiana was in that rut early in the season, him basically saying that he wasn't going to hit the panic button, a lot of people rolled their eyes when uh, he said that and said, well, you need to because the season's really going down the tubes. But he <clears throat> he's a steadying presence. I think he's seen most of anything you could see as a coach in basketball. He's coached superstars. He's coached uh, now in college for, for almost two seasons, and I think he really understands the game at a pretty high level. Uh, he still does some things to me that are a little curious in terms of like substitutions. I remember the Rutgers game. They were up 30-16, to 16 and he put in um, a lineup that, that really uh, didn't work for a couple minutes and had to reverse course, and I think that really – led uh, to Rutgers getting some momentum at the end of the first half. I think he's still trying to figure out some of those things, but for the most part, I think players really like playing for him. They respect him. Um, I think the way he, he treats his players and uh, it's a family atmosphere. You know, you, you can get guys to, to play hard for you and really respect you when you treat them uh, the way that he does, and I think uh, the relationships that he has with every guy on the team uh, are, are genuine, and, and they really enjoy playing for him. So I don't, I don't think I've, I've necessarily seen him change a lot. I think it's just the fact that he's been able to get them uh, get the momentum changed when things aren't going particularly well. Uh, I think it just says a lot about his demeanor and his approach, and that's really what you have to, to have at any level of basketball. It's a long season. Uh, you can't let things snowball and lose your team. Uh, and now we've seen two straight years. I mean, last year, down the stretch, it really looked like Indiana was going to fall apart and not make the tournament. They were able to <clears throat> get that momentum in the Big Ten tournament and uh, obviously break through and, and, and make the, the big dance. Um, that was, to me, like a sign that you know he never lost the team. And the same thing this year. They started out um, not particularly well. Uh, obviously, they, they had those big wins early, and then they went in the, into that rut and had injuries and had a lot of things to overcome. But I think the fact that the team has rally like they have tells me that the locker room is in a really good place and that's not to say over these last seven games there's not going to be some bumps in the road but surely are going to be they have uh, i think four of their next five on the road and they've only got what three road wins all season so uh, this could be a, a challenging stretch coming up but overall i think just his, his experience and his presence and his relationship with the players tells me that 
uh, they're behind him 100%, and they're going to continue to fight uh, and try to win games uh, regardless of, of maybe having a bad game or two. You know, we, we talked about how this Michigan road game is tricky, and then after <clears throat> that, Northwestern on the road, uh, mm-hmm. Illinois at home, Michigan State on the road, and then Purdue uh, on the road. That That's just what's ahead. You've still got Iowa and Bloomington, and then Michigan back in Bloomington to close out the regular season before the Big Ten basketball tournament. Uh, my goodness, that's a tough stretch, but I guess any draw in the Big Ten is a tough stretch and is a grind, especially road games. But Indiana, I mean, there's no opportunity for a breather here coming off of wins over Purdue and Rutgers. It's it's uh, it's tough the rest of the way. Yeah, I mean, the good thing about it is <clears throat> if you lose some games, they're not bad losses. You're playing mostly good teams. Uh, tournament teams for the most. I mean, Michigan at this point is not a tournament team, uh, but Northwestern is a team that's you know as of today is going to be uh, in the tournament. Obviously, Purdue, Michigan State fighting for a spot. Iowa. You know, these are these are all challenging games, quality teams. So the I guess it's um, there's there's some good and the bad with the Big Ten. There's really no besides Minnesota. There's no chance you're going to take a terrible loss. I mean, Indiana's. Uh, had kind of the unfortunate uh, scheduling to only get Nebraska and Minnesota once, so that was a tough draw for them. But uh, the positive to that is, you know, playing the schedule that they have, particularly in the non-conference, uh, they went out and challenged themselves and, and coupled that with the Big Ten schedule uh, that they've played. They really just need to get to 11 or 12 wins here, uh, and they're probably going to have find themselves, you know, the four or five seed in the NCAA tournament. And based on the fact that Xavier Johnson's been unavailable for a large chunk of the season, Grace Thompson obviously missed some, some time and is not the player uh, that he was at times a season ago based on the injury. Geronimo's obviously been out. Hitchfino missed some time. And it's just been, uh, it, you know, it's part of, um, part of, injuries are part of it. I mean, a lot of Big Ten teams have been impacted this season by it, but, uh, you know, Obviously, Indiana um, hasn't played with a full deck all season, and hopefully they can get Xavier Johnson back here in the next couple weeks and play their best basketball uh, to end the season. But, yeah, this is a brutal stretch coming up. Um, I would say in the next five games, if they can figure out a way to to win three of those games, they'd be doing really good for themselves. That would mean going two and two on the road out of the next five, which I think is very tough, uh, even if they can just kind of – get one road win and went out at home, I think they'd be in pretty good shape with with 12 Big Ten wins uh, going into the Big Ten tournament. Alex Bozich inside the hall. Refresh me, the Big Ten tournament this year is in Chicago, right? Chicago, Chicago, yeah. Yeah, boy, it's going to be a fun week, that's for sure. Wednesday through Sunday, uh, double by possible for Indiana, and uh, we'll be following that as we move through the rest of the season as well. Alex Bozich inside the hall. Alex, thanks. Enjoy the IU women's game tonight. Appreciate your coverage, and uh, we'll talk again next week. All right, Matt. Have a good rest of your day, and uh, it's good to talk to you, and uh, looking forward, as you said, to this women's game tonight. It should be a lot of fun to watch, so take care. Most definitely. Alex Bozich with us on Thursdays. Our segment with Alex brought to you by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture, where you can save 25% during their pre-grand opening sale at all three locations. They've got two in downtown New Albany and also their newest location on Veterans Parkway uh, in Jeffersonville as well. have a text here on the Thornton's text line that says uh, he thinks Renew has earned a starting spot over 
Race Thompson, uh, and Renew has done some really good things for Indiana. In fact, I tell you what, we really have not talked a lot about Malik Renew uh, over the last week or so when I think he's had some good moments. But uh, uh, good take there, and thanks for the text as we head to commercial break. Uh, the Thornton's text line will be open the rest of the way, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. We'll head to a break. We're back with our final segment. A little high school basketball talk and more after this on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back here on this Thursday program, high school basketball coming up a big week because you got the girls' regionals on Saturday as well, those one-game regionals uh, set to take place. I guess uh, Lanesville and Corden, two of our most local teams still involved on the girls' side of things. But high school boys' games coming up uh, later this week. Uh, also, uh, let's take, well, obviously New Albany-Providence kind of highlights things. But uh, coming up, uh, uh, not a heavy weekend of games, but you do have uh, Christian Academy at Trinity Lutheran tonight. They've got West Washington coming up uh, on the weekend. Also Clarksville uh, on Friday night. They will host Salem. Uh, Floyd Central this weekend. They will take on Madison. Floyd has a big game coming at Brownstown next week as well. That'll be a tough one for them. Uh, Henryville looking to continuing a solid season and get back on track after a loss to Christian Academy earlier this week. They'll be at Switzerland County on Saturday night. Jeffersonville this weekend, they've got a tough one. They will take on Jennings County on Saturday night. That'll be a home game for the Red Devils. Should be a very interesting contest. And just got a game at Louisville Ballard next week. That will be fun as well. New Albany Providence, obviously our big game of the weekend that we'll have on Friday night. New, New Washington. On Friday night, they are at Lanesville and uh, Providence with New Albany Friday, of course, and then Austin on Saturday. Also, Rock Creek, they will take on a good Edinburgh team on Friday night. Silver Creek plays Scottsburg. That's a big conference game here late in the season, and really hard to believe most teams locally uh, have four or five games left in the regular season. But uh, that's a look at things for the weekend that's ahead with some of the local high school basketball teams. So a fun time of basketball this time of year. We know that it's great from the high school to the college levels. And, of course, uh, now we're into the girls' tournament and uh, some fun weeks ahead with that as well. Looking at the regionals this weekend, the local or most local 4A regionals at Bedford-North Lawrence, that's where Bedford will take on Evansville Central. The other game there is uh, Center Grove and Franklin. Uh, so kind of interesting to see how they're pushing these things together this year. At Charlestown, you've got Corden Central and Rushville, and then Gibson Southern will take on Princeton. Also 2A, the most local regional over at Crawford County. That's South Ripley against North Knox at 4 o'clock. 
and then Brownstown and Forest Park in the nightcap at 7. The local 1A sectional, that's where Lanesville's at. Lanesville will take on Wood Memorial, and Springs Valley will take on Trinity Lutheran. Justin Kalen, producer with me here to close out the show. Justin, you're a diehard IU fan. I mean, you're an IU fan through and through. Uh, how have you taken to this IU women's team, and will you be watching this top five battle tonight? Oh, yeah, I will definitely be tuned into this. Really looking forward to this game. For Indiana, they've just been playing lights out. you got Mackenzie Holmes, who is a nice little opposite to Trace Jackson Davis. I, I like to think Indiana has the best bigs in the Big Ten on both the women's and the men's side. Of course, Zach Eady would have something to say about that. But, yeah, the women's team, they've been a lot of fun to watch this year. In years past when they've been good, I, I think back to the past couple of years, they were really good and fun to watch, and it was nice because the men's team was struggling. So now that the men's team's good and the women's team is good, it's just making it double as much fun. Yeah, no question about it. Can this Indiana team, women's team, win a Big Ten championship? I think the answer is yes, Yeah. especially if they are able to win tonight. I think tonight, I don't want to call it a must-win to win the conference because this team's good. I think they can do crazy things, but you got to get it at home over Iowa. That really will put them in the driver's seat the way I see the standings. Yeah, and it'll be a tough game. I mean, Caitlin Clark for Iowa, most people regard her as one of the best players in the country, which – She's constantly just putting up monster stat lines. So she might be a little bit of an issue for Indiana tonight. But the one thing that the Hoosiers have had going for them, which has not been the case in the past, the crowds at Assembly Hall this year for women's games have been off the charts. I mean, they are getting 12, 15,000 people a game, which is really, really cool to see, especially at a place like Indiana that hasn't always had success in women's college basketball. So, yeah, it's been a lot of fun to watch and follow along. Can't wait for that game tonight. Justin, have you been up to Bloomington for a women's game, or will you go with the postseason ahead? I would love nothing more than to go up there, Matt. But much like you, I mean, you you and I both have pretty crazy schedules. I don't know that I'd be able to find the time to go up there, but ideally, yeah, I would love to go up and check out a game. If I were going to do so, I think tonight would be the night to do that. Just the atmosphere in there should be electric. And, of course, you mentioned Iowa being a good team. Should be a lot of fun tonight, but unfortunately won't be able to get up there. Yeah, understand. Justin Kalen, uh, kind enough to produce our show most days here on the Hoosier Report. Thank you very much. That's going to wrap things up for Thursday. Thank you for being with us. Don't forget to check out the podcast. If you missed the live show, all you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you'll find us there. And we'll be back on Friday to get you set for the weekend preview the IU-Michigan game in a little more detail tomorrow when we have our 11 a.m. show. And again, New Albany and Providence coming up Friday night. We'll have that call for you here on the Big X, beginning with our pregame coverage at 7.15. Have a great day. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.